don't put down your shield. And it's interesting, it says above all. Somebody say above all one more time. I believe every piece of the um, armor is significant, but isn't it interesting that Paul, who wrote the book of Ephesians, said above all. In other words, he's listened. He was basically almost saying that this part is a little bit more significant than the other pieces. Now, don't get me wrong. You need all the pieces, amen? That's like a football player uh, saying, you know what? I'm going to put my helmet on, but I'm not going out there with no shoulder pads on. You need the shoulder pads, amen? Or else your enemy, because if, you, if, you, if you've exposed yourself, the enemy obviously is going to prey on those shoulders, amen? You can't go out on the field and say, I'm going to put my helmet on and my shoulder pads, but then you don't put on your knee pads. Your ACL is probably going to be messed up before the game is over, amen? So every part is still significant, amen? But it says, above all, take up the shield of faith, amen? So that word shield means that it protects, it guards, it's a defense, it covers it's a safety and a security. So really when it says above all, take up your shield of faith, your faith, it protects you, it guards you, it defends you, it covers you. It's a safety, it's a security, amen? How many of you know that faith works? Amen? Faith moves the hand of God. Listen, to this. I'm going to give you three quick, quick things and then we're going to get into this a little bit. Uh, 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 faith, listen to this, faith activates heaven to make what you believe a reality. I'm gonna read that one more time. Faith activates heaven. How many of you believe faith activates heaven? Because we know Hebrews 11:6. it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let's, let's put that up real quick. Hebrews 11, 6, uh, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So that lets me know that when I walk in faith, it pleases God. Amen? So it says, uh, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. He's pleased by your faith. Then it says, for he who comes to, for, for he who comes to God must, somebody say must. Must means it's a necessity that you, uh, that you believe that he is. And that he is, I like that, he says it again, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I think we've come to the conclusion tonight that a lot of times your reward is connected to your faith and to your diligence. When God sees you operating in faith and when God sees you diligent, that will cause you to be rewarded in the end. That's why you can't ever put your shield down. You put your shield down, cancel Christmas. So again, faith activates heaven to make what you believe a reality. Everything that I have believed that to become a reality is because of faith. Everything we've been able to do in 11 and a half years as a church is because of faith. There's not a lot of churches that go from 11 and a half years from a swap meet to a place like this. My spiritual father, Casey Treat, when he sat right here and he prayed over me and he helped me pray through this building, one of the things he told me is you couldn't even build a building like this for $20 million right now. I have a friend of mine, my, my, our, our, our person that's over our finances is here. They sent us something in the mail. They're building a six, 
a $60 million facility, and they sent us something in the mail because they needed help to buy the steel for the building, and the steel was $6.6 million. And we sent $2,000. Because <laughs> sometimes we got to learn how to sew up. You got to sew where you want to go. But my point is this. The steel for that building is two times this building. And I appreciate my friend. His name is Bishop Lyle Dukes. I appreciate his faith. I ain't quite got there yet. But he just turned 20. We laughing. That's due season. I don't even know if that's due season. Because at the end of the day, my goal is due season. If we got to go get something bigger, I want something to be laying around so we can gut it. <laughs> Y'all feel me? <laughs> like if Metro Center decided to go out of business, it's a standing building. We're just going there and just gut that thing out. We got kingdom has an anointing for that kind of stuff. Uh, Y'all pray for me. I ain't got faith for no $6.6 million for steel. I will come at y'all. Y'all be looking like, did he say steel? Y'all ain't even there yet. Come on, somebody. Somebody say due season, due season, due season. Because I'm not saying that we won't ever get into that season. Amen. Because how many you know there's different levels of faith? That's in, matter of fact, put that up real quick. That's in uh, 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 Romans, I, I believe, uh, 1 and 17. Look at this. Look at this. Look, uh, look at this. It, it, there's different levels. Look at this real quick. Amen. It says, for, for uh, in, in, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Somebody say faith to faith. Faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So I like that. He takes us from faith to faith. So uh, don't, be, don't, don't feel bad because maybe your faith isn't where somebody else's is because you don't know what they've gone through. You don't know how long they've been in the race. You don't know what they've had to encounter. You don't know the devils that they've had to deal with. You don't know the satanic attacks and the demonic attacks that they've had to deal with to get to their level of faith because new levels, new devils. I heard somebody say one time, new level, same devil. No, 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 no. I don't fight the devils that I fought when I, had, when I was pastoring in the gymnasium. I don't fight the devils that, that today that I fought 11 years ago when I was pastor and swapped me. See, I only had to have $1,700 faith when I was in the swap me. Now I got to have $21,700 faith for the mortgage that's on this building. But I've had to go from faith to faith because 11 and a half years ago, if my rent was $21,700, I would have flatlined. Why? Because as a pastor, I was still in the infancy stages of my faith. What did it say? Faith to. So I had $1,700 faith. <laughs> and God was good. Come on, somebody. But then we went to the gymnasium in the cafeteria. That was $8,300 a month. So I had $8,300 faith. Like one of my friends right now, his mortgage on his church is $215,000 a month. I was like, praise him. <laughs> but he just entered into his 42nd year 
of pastoring. Faith to Amen. We're going to get their kingdom. Amen. Because <laughs> it's faith to faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at, let's get into this a little bit. So, so I told you faith activates heaven to make what you believe a reality. Then uh, faith is the breeding ground uh, to your miracle. Uh, faith demands a godly response. Just wanted to lay those three things on you. So remember that. Faith activates heaven to make what you believe a reality. Faith is the breeding ground to your miracle. If you ever needed a miracle, I dare you to release your faith. Remember, it's your faith that pleases God. Amen? And you got to remember 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says we, what, we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. We don't, we don't live our life based on what's in front of us. You understand? We, 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 you, you're not denying the fact that what's in front of you is in front of you, but at the end of the day, you got to be like, I, I, I see my miracle on the other side. This too shall pass. That's got to be your mentality, amen? And so uh, some other faith scriptures before we get into the deep in this. Go, go to Hebrews uh, chapter 12, uh, ver verse 2 real quick. Look at this real quick. Uh, Hebrews, I love this one of my favorite scriptures. It says, looking unto Jesus, which means giving him your undivided attention. Then it says, uh, he's the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy which was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But isn't it interesting that he says, listen, we have to look unto him. In other words, you can't afford to lose your focus. You can't afford to put your shield down. Amen? Because he tells us above all, take up your shield of faith. I can look at so many faith scriptures, but we're going to get into this because the, 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 the meat of this tonight is uh, I want to talk to you about how it says, above all, take up your shield of faith that you may be able to quench. Somebody say quench. The word quench, very interesting, it means to smother and snuff out. But I'm going to probably hang my hat on smother. So when it says, above all, take up your shield of faith that you may be able to, to quench which means to smother. So I'm going to show you a couple of things in God's word that if you take up your shield of faith, you will be able to quench these different spirits that come at you. Amen? You will be able to quench them. You will be able to, you will be able to smother those spirits. Let's look at the first one I want to talk about tonight because I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try to run through ten of them real quick. The first thing that God has anointed you, appointed you, and approved you, and has given you the faith to smother is that spirit called fear. Because that's a fiery dart. That's why you can't afford to put your shield down. You have to take up your shield of faith that you are able to quench, that you can smother that spirit called fear. Go to 2 Timothy 1 and 7 real quick. Look at this because you know fear is demonic. Fear will try to stop you from being progressive. Look at this real quick. It will even stop you from taking risk. Look at this. It says, for God has not given us a what? Spirit of fear. Fear, that acronym means false evidence appearing real, but he said, I've given you power. Somebody say power, which means in the, in the Greek dunamis. Then it says, and of love and a 
sound mind. So first thing first, he says, above all, take up your shield of faith that you may be able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. The wicked one, one of, the, one of his fiery darts is that spirit called fear because it's fear that tries to paralyze us, paralyzes us and stop us from being progressive. And I don't know about you, listen, you might as well not live if you're not trying to be progressive. I don't even want to pastor people that don't have an appetite to be progressive. That's why this is not a ministry for everybody because a ministry like this sometimes will make you uncomfortable. I've heard people, your church is just too big for me. I just, no, you just intimidated. You uncomfortable. I just I want to be at a church that can sit like 40 or 50 people and I want to know the pastor. <laughs> that sounds cute. You know what I heard Bishop Jake say one time? This, my, this, my, this, is, this is for mature people. He said, sometimes it's not even good for the people to smell the, the pastor's breath, and it ain't good for him to smell yours. Because then familiarity kicks in. If, and, and, and people like Sam that's been here, people like... Uh, uh, Karen and people like Greg that's been here a long time. I remember after church every Sunday I'd go out in the parking lot in the heat and 117 degrees and have an umbrella out there and I'd shake everybody's hand after church and I did that for years and after a while I realized that people are getting common with me. They losing respect for me so now I got to back off. You ain't going to get to know me but on Wednesday. If you want to smell my breath it's going to be on Wednesday. <laughs> Because y'all know Wednesday, I'll hang out on the altar for an hour, hour and a half. I'm the last one to leave here with my security and my armor bears because I at least want, I at least want the, the sheep to smell the shepherd. I don't want to be somebody that just blow in and blow out. Now, on Sundays, I'm blowing in and blowing out. Plus, I'm tired. When I started kingdom, I was 33. I'm 44 now. I done got a little older. My energy ain't where it was. You know, I can go out to praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Now, I'm like, bless y'all. Praises. <laughs> y'all know y'all pastor kind of crazy. I had to give y'all a visual that y'all see every Sunday. <laughs> so tell folks that ain't met me, come on Wednesday. Amen. <laughs> Let's get into this, though. What are we talking about? Fear. <laughs> Fear is demonic. Come on, somebody. Fear will paralyze you and stop you from being progressive. What did I say about seven minutes ago? I don't even want to pastor people that don't want to be progressive. See, I grew up in churches that were not progressive. Girl, he preached. Did you hear? Girl, I don't know what he said, but he sure preached. You don't even remember what text he took. Come on, man. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people, they what? They perish for what? Lack of knowledge. It's time out for that. Plus, sheep have gotten smarter. Sheep like, he ain't said nothing. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He ain't even take a text. He's skipping and ah. You got to take a text. Because why? The Bible says in James chapter 1, 
I believe around the 22nd, 23rd verse, it says it's the engrafted word that is what? Able to what? Save your what? Soul. Your soul is your emotions, your, your feelings. They already fickle as it is. That's why all of us need the what? Word. It's the engrafted word. And then what does Romans 10, 17 say? Faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. So the more words you get, the more your faith is going to increase. Amen? Hallelujah. Boy, y'all are catching it here at Kingdom. That's why I love this Wednesday night crowd. Praise the Lord. We don't do a lot of hooping on Wednesday. Listen, so number one, above all, take up your shield of faith that you may be able to quench, smother fear. Let's go to number two. Go to, the next one is doubt. Above all, take up your shield of faith that you may be able to quench that, that, that smother, that spirit called doubt. Go to James chapter 1, verse 6. Look at this, James chapter 1, verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Look at your neighbor and say, get doubt off your radar. Get doubt off your radar. The word doubt means when you're uncertain, you're unsure, and you hesitate and you have no confidence. I don't like being around people that are indecisive. Come on, are you in or are you not? What's going on? Let's, what, what are we going to do? Especially if you're following somebody. Can I get a witness up in here? Because really, if you talk to most women, most women want to be led, but, but you all indecisive. That's why they didn't flip all the way out. Make a decision. What we doing? Even my wife, when she asked for some, what she want for dinner, spaghetti. Can I get a witness, Mariah? Mariah knows when we sit down at the restaurant, y'all get y'all order ready. Because I'm ready to eat. Y'all sitting around here talking, y'all better look at this menu. Because right when the man comes, y'all all... I need you to start being indecisive. Come on, we've been going to McDonald's for years. There's one, a two, a three... A four, a five, six, seven, eight. Come on, can I get a witness? Y'all laughing hard up in here because y'all know. Don't be up in my car. Hmm. Y'all pray for me. I didn't got older, you know what I'm saying? You know. you know, when you was younger and, you know, you want everybody to like you, you like, <laughs> I need you to hurry up. Oh, how do we get out? Oh, indecisive. Indecisive, uh, unsure, always hesitating, and ain't never got no confidence. So number two, God has given you, you uh, take up your shield of faith. Not only are you able to quench fear, but he's given you the authority to quench doubt. I wish I could say, church, doubt is never coming again. No, it's going to come. And it's going to come knocking on your door. But 
you don't have to answer the door. He said, death and life is in the power of your tongue. He said, above all, you take up your shield of faith that you can smother that spirit called fear, that spirit called doubt. James 1.6, James 1.6, we, we, we looked at it just briefly. Uh, but let him ask in faith with no one doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven, tossed by the wind. We do not want to fulfill this scripture. Amen? Because of time. The next one is worry. Above all, take up the shield of faith that you may be able to quench the spirit, that you may be able to smother uh, uh, fear and doubt and worry. Worry means to panic, to be disturbed, to be stressed, unsettled, and frightened. How could you be in the kingdom of God and be frightened? The devil is a lie. It's, if you are, it's time for you to evolve. It's time for you to grow up. I always say what you don't identify, you can't crucify. What you don't confront, you can't conquer. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 30 real quick. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30. Look at this real quick. Matthew chapter 6. It says, now if God so clothed the grass of the field. Can I get a witness up in here? He even, even to this day, he's still clothing the ground with grass. Then it says, for, for, so, so he clothed the, 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 the grass with the, in the field, which today is, and tomorrow's thrown in the oven. Will he not much more clothe you? Has he clothed you your whole life? Then it says, oh, you of little faith. Next verse. Therefore, do not worry. There it is right there. Do not worry, saying, what shall I eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Next verse. It says, for after all these things, uh, the Gentiles, they seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Don't you know your daddy know you need that stuff? Come on. He gonna, he, and has he provided for you? Come on. He, has he always looked out for you? Has, has he always been your bridge over troubled waters? Has he always been a lamp unto your feet and a, a, a light unto your path? So go to bed and don't take worry with you. Amen? Like that. Then look at verse 33. You can't hit 30 and 31 and 32 and not look at 33. But seek first. Somebody say first. If you put him first, his kingdom first, and his righteousness, which means being in right standing, right living, then it says in all these, these somebody say things, shall be added to you. I know preachers to this day that don't believe in that we're supposed to prosper. And, you know, my, 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 my thing is if God wants you to have things, as long as you don't let things have you. Amen? So it says, uh, and all these things will be added to you. So, number one, we have the ability to, when we take up our shield of faith and we can quench, we can smother fear, we can smother doubt, we, we, can, we can smother worry, we can smother, the next one is unbelief. Go to, uh, go to uh, I, I want to say, ooh, I forgot to put the scripture down, but try Matthew chapter 9 and 23, 9 and 23. Is it going to be, let me see, uh, go to Mark, try Mark, go to Mark. Go to Mark 9, I believe it is. Mark 9 and 23. Hallelujah. Y'all enjoying this tonight? All right. 
Look at this. It said, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, you know what? Go up, go, go, go to 20. Let me, let, me, let me work this real quick. Go to 20. We're in the right place now. But look at this. Look at this. We're we talking about unbelief. How we, It says, then they brought him to him. This is an individual that was de, 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 demon-possessed. It says, and they brought him to him, and, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit con, con, was consolving him, and, and it says, and he fell on the ground, and he, he wallowed and foaming at the mouth. Got the spirit of weird on him. Just foaming at the mouth. He, uh, uh, uh. Dump, demon possessed. Then this says, and, and then it says, and they asked his father, how long has it been this happening to him? And he said, from his childhood. Next verse. Then it says, and often he has thrown him and, and, and both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. This is the father. At least he's a father. Then it says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Look what this says. Immediately the father of the child cried out and he said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Minister Demetrius said, my God in heaven. That is a my God in heaven scripture. I'm doing a series in a couple of months called OMG, oh my God. We're going to look at some stories in the Bible. You're going to be like, oh my God. For real, I'm doing a series like October or November or something like that. Amen. Then I'm doing another series called FYI for your information. We're going to look at some books like books that y'all don't read, Amos. <laughs> Habakkuk. Come on, somebody. Don't sit up here in front. <laughs> I know y'all don't read them because I don't either. Haggai. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me tonight. Leviticus. <laughs> no, go back to the text. Go back to the text. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and he said, in tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Anybody ever been there before? Listen, I moved in this building. We needed $842,000 to renovate. I said, Lord, I believe. But Lord, you got to help my unbelief. Pastor, you, you better believe it. Because I got to depend on you. Well, I thought God was going to do it. Yeah, but he does it through y'all. And I know some of y'all stuff be tight. And last time we checked the tithing record, I think we're between 10 and 15% tithers in this church, which is a, 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 a travesty, but I'm not going to even go there tonight. <laughs> because the national average is 3 to 7%. So I just come to, well, at least we better than the average, national average. But, but let me sneak this on y'all, and I'm going to swerve. What if all of us were tithing? The building would be paid off next Sunday. We wouldn't have to go paying no lottery. But I'm going to be nice tonight. Hallelujah. But isn't it interesting that he says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Anybody ever been there before? All of us have been there. And at least he owned it. He was saying, you know what? There's a part of me that believes. 
But this boy been doing this his whole childhood. <laughs> this is his normal. So it's going to be even hard for me to phantom in my psyche that he's going to be like, praise the Lord, everybody. God is good. So the dad is like, I don't know if that's going to be his new normal. <laughs> Somebody. Can I get a witness? It's just like when people running to you. They believe. But they like, hmm. I remember when. Mm -hmm. That's why uh, people that I grew up with, couldn't, they can't sit up under me. They're like, man, I'm, mm, that's ratchet. <laughs> so I'd rather pastor strangers that didn't know me in my B.C. days before Christ because that's going to be a different level of honor, if you will. But then you do have some friends, come on, somebody, that can submit. You have some family that can submit, but not everybody. And that's cool. Amen. And Jesus even said it. A prophet will not be honored in his own home. Because they're like, that's Jesus. That's Joseph's son. That's Mary's son. He a carpenter talking about he the Messiah. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They're not sitting up under Jesus, some of these folk. He had to go find, come on, some jokers that was fishing with their daddy. Do I need to go to Matthew chapter 4? He had to go find some people he didn't even know and ask them to drop everything they was doing. And the Bible says they left their boats, their, their poles, and the Bible even says they left their father behind. Because in order to be great, sometimes you got to leave some people behind. That's a whole nother, I'm not, that's in a month. But he said, help my, he said, I believe. And that word believe means I'm convinced. But he was saying, then he said, but help my unbelief. There's a part of me, I don't see this coming to fruition. And that's why when we have that spirit of unbelief that come up on us, we got to smother that spirit. You got you to get on top of that thing right then and there. Remember I shared this about, you know, um, about three or four weeks ago. I said the pastor still in me was coming to y'all saying, we about to raise this money. And the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. And I was coming in here talking about if it's his deal, it's his bill. And if he ordained it, he will sustain it. And then Reggie would go home and be like, how the hell are we going to do this? I said that at 11.30 like a month ago. Because, you know, I could talk like that at 11.30. I'd just be saying anything. But I was keeping it real. Because you have that spirit versus flesh war. That's in Galatians 5.16. Because it says if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if you walk in the spirit, you can tell worry. Mm -mm, nope, I see you. You can tell unbelief, uh, uh, I, I see you. Fear, mm -mm, nope, you, we, you, nope, it's over, we divorced. You fire. There are certain things you got to fire. Come on, somebody. So remember that. He said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Don't be afraid to say, Lord, you know what? I believe, but there's a part of me, I can't see me getting that promotion. And Lord, I, 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 a part of me sees it, but then it just seems so far-fetched. 
That's where you got to be like, you know what? I'm about to release my faith on this and remind yourself that delayed does not mean denied. Man, I haven't even got to, let's look at this, anxiety. Go to Philippians 4 and 6. Philippians 4 and 6. Above all, take up your shield of faith that you may be able to what? Quench, smother anxiety. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. We cannot allow anxiety to dominate us. If we're always like, <gasps> listen, you can, you, life is too short to go through life allowing anxiety to have the best of you. Pastor, I, I just don't, I, I have anxiety. I think one of my kids are going to die. You better stand on Psalm 91 and 7. It said a thousand will fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come unto your children. Let them kids go. God is omnipresent. Come on. He is Jehovah Nisi. He's our banner, our protection. He's our covering. He said, I will cause my angels to be what? Encamped around you. We cannot live our life in anxiety. It's time for you to smother that spirit. Amen? The next one is discouragement. Go to John 14 and 1. Discouragement means, well, anxiety means to be worried, nervous, apprehensive, and then stress, stressed out and tension. But discouragement means to be disappointed, depressed, despair, and dejected. You can't allow disappointment to cause you to just flatline. The devil says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God and believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. Disappointment's gonna come. But you can't allow it to dominate you. People have said, Pastor, I'm just so disappointed. I said, Welcome to life, sweetie. Raise your hand if you've ever been disappointed. Welcome to the club. Disappointment is just part of life. Sometimes disappointment ain't even got nothing to do with the devil. You see how the devil did that? Nah, that's just life, sweetie. Sometimes, yeah, it be the devil, but sometimes it just be people. Can I get a witness up in here? Because Romans chapter 7, verse 18 says, they're the well of no good thing in the flesh. So my point is this, people of God, you cannot allow somebody disappointed you. You got to keep it moving. You got to come to the conclusion that in this life, there's going to be some, a casualty here and there. And that don't mean, who, like I've said a couple of weeks ago, who anointed them God anyway? The reason why you so hurt is you didn't put them on a pedestal. You didn't put them way up here. And now that they didn't let you down, you woohoo. Look at your neighbor and say, get over it. Where's that in the Bible? Uh, Philippians 3.13, put it up. Where's that? Pastor just said, just get over it. He always saying something. <laughs> Let me give you some scripture, sweetie. <laughs> Brethren, <laughs> I do not count myself to have been apprehended, but one thing I do, he said, one thing I do, I'm forgetting. Somebody say forgetting. Those things which are behind me. 
and I'm reaching forward to the things that are ahead. You can't, if you don't, if you don't start reaching forward to the things that are ahead, you're going to mess around here and live in your history and in 10 years going to go by. That's, I just, I knew, I just, my destiny was in front of me and I just, I lived in my history. Don't live in your history. Listen, we'll give you the, the, God even gives us a temporary pass to cry the blues for a minute. Where's that at? That's in Psalm 30, verse 5. It says, weeping may endure at night, but joy comes in the morning. Then he told us in Psalm 30, verse 11, he says, I will turn your mourning into dancing. Amen. After you come out of your mourning time, you should be dancing about how God got that person out your life. Like, Lord, thank you, Jesus. I thought he was Boaz and realized he was broke ass. And Lord, thank glory. Praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him in the field. Y'all laughing hard up in here. Because y'all know I'm telling the truth. Can I get a witness up in here? I am so glad when I look back at some relationships that went south. Come on, I'm talking about some females that had your pastor nose wide open. Don't. <laughs> That's my wife. I love her and the whole time it's lust. See, this time you're going to come to the wait. You're going to know the difference between love and lust. Amen? So get over being discouraged. And then go to, go to 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. Let me show you another one. Let me show you another. David was greatly distressed, discouraged. But the people spoke of stoning him. Because of the soul of the people were grieved, and every man for his sons and his daughters because he had made a move, a wrong move, and by the time they came back to the city, all their, their, their kids were gone. So all his mighty men were looking at him like, this joker right here. He didn't went from being a man after God's own heart and the apple of God's eye to a joker. <laughs> and it says, the people were grieved, and every man for his sons and daughters, but David... Strengthen himself in the Lord his God. He could have just sat down and said, somebody just put a sword in the back of my neck. But no, the Bible says he strengthened himself in the Lord. See, when you find yourself discouraged, you better learn how to lay hands on yourself and declare, I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. I know that joker left me, but I know that I was fearfully and wonderfully made, and I know I'm going to be found, even if it's the latter part of my life, because Haggai 2 and 9 says my latter will be greater than my former glory to God. Now I know what to look for and what not to look for. This time we're gonna see, I'm gonna ask some questions instead of me just looking at you because you cute. Let me save all this for women only. Let me. I'm let me, let, I can stay on discouragement. Let's go to the next one though. Let's go to low self-esteem. How you have to smother that spirit. 
low self-esteem, go to Psalm 139 and, and 14. I think I just quoted it just now. Look at this, Psalm 139. And, and it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. You better know, how could you allow, don't, don't you allow low self-esteem to come back in your life? Every man and woman should know that scripture. Fearfully, wonderfully, made. Just because one person rejected you don't mean that the next one is. Come on, somebody. And then really, it's their issue anyway. Because you bad. You better hear what I'm saying on today. You better know you a good catch. Come on. I got any men in this building, you know you a good catch. I got any women in this... My brother, that's what I'm... That brother's like... Can I get a witness up in here? You better know you were fearfully and wonderfully made, created in God's image, created in his likeness. In his image meaning you take on his physical appearance, and he says you have created his image and his likeness. Likeness means you take even on his God nature. You don't let somebody talk to you sideways, try to dumb you down. The devil is a lie. You hold your head up high, and you tell them I am all that because a greater is he that lives on the inside of me. The Bible says if God be for me, who can be against me? You can think what you want to think, but your opinion don't mean nothing because I know what my daddy thinks about me. And he told me in his word that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. That I was created in his image and his likeness. Somebody need to give God a praise for who you are and whose you are. Somebody give God a praise. Pastor, should I speak up? You better believe it. You can be slick and diss them. A sneak diss. Oh, y'all. I be learning all these terms from my kids. Amen? Because of time. Insecurity. Insecurity means to have self-doubt, uncertainty, and nervous and uneasy and hesitant. Go to uh, Hebrews 10, 35. Don't you allow insecurity to do dominate you. You dominate it. Now, if I've had one of these spirits that was on me strong, it was a spirit of insecurity. Because, you know, I thought I was going to make my living playing ball. And then when that dissipated, it was like, where do I go from here? I went to alcohol and drugs and women because I didn't have any direction. You feeling me? So you just, you just do whatever. So, but that speaks of low self-esteem because nobody told me who I was. Nobody told me I was a king. And I went to church my whole life because we were just having church and hadn't become the church. We were just going through the motions. Come on, somebody. I'm just trying to get brownie points with God. I showed up, praise the Lord. Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. But I wasn't evolving. I 
wasn't growing. I had low self-esteem because nobody told me I was a king and the priest. Nobody told me I was fearfully and wonderfully made. When I came to church, they always told you what you was doing wrong. Y'all got to live holy. And I believe in holy, being holy. He said, be holy for I'm holy, to be set apart. Come on, somebody. But the word of God says that through his blood, he's already made us holy. Amen. We don't do this because we have to. We do it because we love him. That's why we live holy. You understand what I'm saying? You should never come to church to be beat up, but to be built up. I don't come up here. Y'all done drove too far, then got off work. Come on, somebody. Come up in here, and I'm just going off and just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Time out for that. That'll make you walk out of here. I ain't good enough. I might as well go back to dope. Come on, can I get a witness? Anybody was in them church, you felt bad. Like, man, they, the expectations were so high. You're like, I can't meet these God expectations. I'm about to go for bad. Oh, Lord. I'm, just I'm just telling y'all what I went through. <laughs> Until somebody finally said, he loved you so much that he won't leave you where you are. And they gave me a strong scripture, Proverbs 16, 6. King James Version, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. So they said, listen, you haven't been processed yet. If you sit under the word, allow God to begin to process you, and we're going to love you through it. We ain't going to start pointing out your things. I already got a revelation that I'm crazy. I don't need to hear that every Wednesday and Sunday. Am I making sense to y'all at the Wednesday night Bible study? So low self-esteem, mm-hmm, um, insecurity. Go to Hebrews 10, 35. This is how you break the back of insecurity. You got to take up your shield of faith so you can smother that thing. But look at the scripture. It, it, oh, oh that's, that's my scripture right there. That's the scripture that got me through, y'all. Mercy and truth atonement is provided for iniquity, amen? And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. But, but go, go to, go to uh, Hebrews 10. 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. See, if you cast away your confidence, your faith, then guess what? Low self-esteem, discouragement, all that. You've invited all that back in your life. So it says, cast not away your, what? Confidence. See, if you walk in confidence, you'll have an advantage on low self-esteem. You'll have an advantage, glory to God, on insecurity. Look at this. Then it says, which has great reward. Do you realize a lot of times your confidence, your, I'm sorry, your reward is connected to your confidence? I'm almost done. I got, the, I, I got two more and we're done. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 33. My next one is that, above all, take up the shield of faith that you may be able to quench confusion. Confusion. For God ha is, is not the author of confusion. But of what? Peace. God is not the author of that confusion. Then it says, uh, uh, he's not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Confusion will keep you stuck. The enemy objective is to keep you confused. But how many you know the devil is a lie? He said, above all, take up your shield of faith that you may be able to quench. Somebody say quench. 
which means to smother every fiery dart of the wicked one. And this is the last one, and we're done. I'm, 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 we, I made, we made it. Praise the Lord. I ain't never done nothing like this. Ten. <laughs> Normally, I'm a three to five guy, you know, not ten. Go to Luke 17 and one. The last one is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. The word for unforgiveness means not willing to forgive, holding unforgiveness against someone, doesn't show mercy. Let's look at this real quick. He said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through who, whom they do come. Next verse. It would be better for him if a, a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. I like that. So if your brother, you can rebuke him. That word rebuke means you can put him in check. Look, we got to have a conversation. That's why I like this ministry. We're very confrontational. Let's talk about it. That's the only way you can, you know, we had a two and a half hour uh, staff meeting and we had some disagreements in there. But everybody walked away still respecting each other. Amen? It's a phenomenal meeting. I had people texting me, calling me. Pastor, thank you for allowing us to speak our mind on some things. We didn't agree on everything, but we walked away. We're still respecting each other. And a couple people in there checked each other, too. <laughs> it got very interesting. <laughs> I wish we would have recorded it. I was in there cracking up, too. I was laughing. <laughs> Then I have to go back, shift back to being the pastor. I was like the spiritual referee. <laughs> Let's get into this. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Let me drop this on you real quick. I didn't mean to go here because it's almost 8.30. Thank God these kids ain't got school tomorrow. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Just because you, somebody um, repents to you, doesn't mean you have to reconcile with them. Now, if you feel like this person has something to lend to me, offer me, I feel like that we can be in harmony together. And I feel like, you know, because who you run with is a prophecy of your future. Now, there are some people that you will reconcile with, or, or repent, they'll repent and you will reconcile with. And I'm not just talking, I'm not talking about like marriages. I mean, that, that's happened at this church too where I've remarried people. There was a couple, I'll never forget, I was walking through Walmart, and I told this woman about this great church called Kingdom in the Valley, and forgot to tell her I was the pastor. And she came to church, rededicated her life. She said, back at the gym, she said, if my ex-husband ever came here, we could get remarried. This is the kind of ministry we need to be under. So long story short, six weeks later, he come to the church. They begin to see each other again after being divorced for six years. We're married for 33 years, divorced for six. I wind up remarrying them in our Elmirage, Arizona, at our church offices. And to this day, they're married. They're still married again. So that was a special situation. Because not everybody that repents doesn't mean you reconcile. There are some people that have come to me and have repented how they left kingdom in 2012. They've repented, but I don't have it. I don't want to reconcile with them. Because going over to the church on the hill. Oh, y'all ain't. And there's some, I'm just saying, praise the Lord, come on back. But then there's some 
that was a cancer. Now, I don't want to even roll the dice on you again because then I'm going to have to kick you out because I'm the priest of the house. My responsibility is to cover, to protect. Y'all probably like, he kind of mean. Sometimes you got to be because I have a responsibility to protect my sheep. I can't have nobody run around here. Someone sees a doubt in the people because sheep are fragile and you can mess some people up. We had somebody left here in 2012 talking about, we don't even need church. We the church. They like, you right. We, just, we don't need to go to church no more. Now, they ain't even in church no more. Last time I read Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it says, how can you hear without a preacher? And how can you preach unless he been sent? That's a whole other topic, though. But let's get into this. Go, 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 go back to the, the scripture. It says, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. Next verse. Then it says, and if he sins against you seven times in the day, and seven times in the day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And this is where we want to go. Somebody just said it. Help us, Lord. I know that's right. That's, man, who ready for this scripture? And if he sins against you seven times in the day and seven times in the day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Now, this is where I want to go. Look at verse 5 and we're going to be done. Look at this. And, if you, and the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. This is the apostle. The apostle. You know, I'm an apostle. You say, what is an apostle? An apostle is one that founds a church, that a church builder. I'm not, I, I didn't just, just roll into this position. Nobody didn't vote me in. You understand what I'm saying? An apostle somebody who starts to plant a church. God used me, gave me the anointing, the grace to plant kingdom. I didn't wait for somebody to die and take the church over or the pastor committed adultery and I got voted in. So I really have a heart for the sheep. Because if you have a hireling, a hireling, the Bible talks about a hireling in John chapter 10. A hireling is somebody that's been hired. They trying to get their money. Nine times out of ten, because they didn't birth it, they're not going to be truly, because it's not their baby, they might not have the heart for the people. But this is my baby. This came from my spiritual loins, my spirit. That's why I take what I do serious. Amen? Anybody got kids? Let somebody mess with your baby. You... Kingdom is my sixth kid. I got Isaiah, I got Mariah, Stella, Isaac, and then Ira, of course, my wife, my favor, my children, and my legacy. Then I got y'all. Ain't nobody better not be messing with y'all, and I find out. I'm going to get on my knees. Lord, you said vengeance is Lord. Lord, repay. They messing with the Johnson family. Lord, get them. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, he in the Bible. You get a chance, that's your homework. Go read that. It says, vengeance is the Lord's. He said, I'll repay. Sometimes you got to leave God room to do what he do. I'll pass, I'm going to do it. No, because you're going to feel bad the next day. Let God do it. But, but look, go back to the text. Go back to the text. They said, Lord, you got to increase our faith. <laughs> Ain't that funny? Jesus, increase our faith. Why, some people are going to come back to you. <laughs> you got to just love, praise the Lord. I didn't say you had to go get coffee, but praise the Lord. You got to be nice to them. Come on. 
Come on, there's a lady that sued this church back in uh, 07. I laid hands on her, and she fell down, and she said she hurt her back, but then the next day I had to throw the pitch out for the uh, White Sox and the Texas Rangers. Um, and she was right there with her hot dog and coke. Get him, Pastor, throw that ball out. You know, and we, I'm like, I think in my church, you know, a few of them came out to see me throw the pitch out for the, you know, little spring game. And then weeks later, she sues the church. I wanted to kill her. That's Reggie, y'all. <laughs> Not Pastor Steele. Reggie wanted to kill her. <laughs> so I had to say, Lord, increase my faith. Oh, three weeks ago. I'm so glad eight, nine years then went by. Ain't God good, y'all. And my wife ran at her four times like, hey, good to see you. Praise the Lord. I said, baby, I'm so glad I wasn't with you. But finally, I saw her three weeks ago. Praise the Lord. I, I, I couldn't stop and have no conversation. Put the text back up. Put the text back up. Increase my faith. Look at your David say, he's keeping it 100. Lord, increase our faith so that we don't walk in unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will break you down. I'm talking not emotion, emotionally, but physically. Have you all discombobulated because you've allowed somebody to live under your skin? What did Paul say? I'm what? Forgiving those things that are behind us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. Seal it in our hearts, oh God. Lord, we thank you for these 10 things that we've run through tonight. And I thank you.